0: In touch with technology with tech from howstuffworks.com.
1: Welcome to Tech Stuff. I'm Jonathan Strickland. And I'm Lauren Vogelbaum. And today we wanted to talk a bit about a subject that's kind of a sore subject among uh, among writers, uh, teachers.
0: Uh, teachers um, especially, I would say.
1: Yeah, sometimes librarians.
0: Uh, a- anyone involved in heavy research.
1: Yeah, uh, and and... It's a matter of some debate among lots and lots of people online, and there are good points and bad points. We're going to cover them all. We are, of course, talking about Wikipedia, and uh, you guys who are longtime listeners of Tech Stuff might remember that Chris and I did an episode about wikis, and we touched upon Wikipedia a little bit, uh, but that was many years ago. Other stuff has happened, as things are wont to do <laughs> uh-huh. over the course of time, and we decided we wanted to really look at what made Wikipedia what it was and what it is and how has it changed over the time that it's existed and and some of the reasons why Wikipedia is a very useful tool and some reasons why people either and maybe some, maybe not dismiss it but sure, but uh, but but some ways that it could perhaps be improved. Yeah. And and reasons why some people uh suggest extreme caution before relying too heavily upon it. Um and and before we get Really into this at all? You know, I used to write for HowStuffWorks.com a lot. I, I occasionally still do, but I mostly do podcasts now and mm-hmm. things like that. And
0: blogs are about about the writing level, at this yeah, Juncture, right?
1: Mm-hmm. But uh, but I used to write these these long articles. And one of the the policies at How Stuff Works uh, is that you do not use Wikipedia as a source
0: ever, ever. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and- I, I used to be an editor before I was a podcaster and social media person. And yes, that was one of the things that we very firmly enforced.
1: Right. And, or, d- or still do. And and really the reason for that has nothing to do with whether or not the infor- well, it has something to do with whether or not the information you find on Wikipedia is reliable. But more importantly Wikipedia is a dynamic thing.
0: Right. It can be written and edited by anybody.
1: At any time. And so when you sit there and cite something from Wikipedia it may be the next time someone visits that particular entry the the uh, information is changed. And it may be that the information now is more accurate than it was, or maybe less accurate. At any rate, the things that make Wikipedia a useful tool in day-to-day, I need to get this information, are the same things that make it a dangerous tool if you are writing in any sort of academic or professional uh, uh, capacity. Capacity, yeah. Thank you editor for giving me the word that I don't have. Uh, but but really, before we get into all the pros and cons that I've already just touched on, uh, we're, let's talk about the history. So before there was a Wikipedia, back when there was just barely a web.
0: Yeah, yeah. It was more more local networks of computers, and some of them could, you know, key into other local networks.
1: Yeah. Th- we, we did have an internet, uh, and the web was a thing, but it was very young. But back in 1993, so, you know, web essentially is introduced in 92, right? Right. 93, so web has not been around for very long. Rick Gates comes up with this idea. He says, uh, you know what would be really super awesome if, uh, if we were to build an encyclopedia that lived on the internet? And if you made that encyclopedia something that anyone could contribute to, so that way you could tap into the world's knowledge and people who are really uh, Just experts. Just experts
0: in whatever field that they're in, they can go in and share that knowledge. Right. And,
1: and and then you have the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, right? Right. Except it's really the Hitchhiker's Guide to Earth, uh, so it would be more than mostly Earth, harmless.
0: Earth and a small amount of the surrounding galaxy, for yeah, sure.
1: Yeah, yeah. But... Essentially, the the sum total of what human knowledge is Uh could go on the Internet and be in a database that you could search, and it would be the world's most complete encyclopedia. Uh, A a fellow by the name of R.L. Samuel uh, came up with an idea to call it Interpedia, and it was kind of this interesting point of discussion, but it never went beyond that. It was just one of those... Hey. Wouldn't it be cool if? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Maybe if someone who has more time and resources could do this, it would be awesome. Uh, and then in 1994, a very important development happened, and I was amazed that it happened this early. Because this was the development of the wiki platform. And the fact right. that it happened in 94 amazes me because I was largely unaware of wikis until Wikipedia came along.
0: Yeah, me as well.
1: So, I mean, I had been on the web since the early 90s, but I just didn't know about wikis for many years. I mean, almost a decade. Uh, and it was, um, it, and when I finally did start to learn about wikis, They were strange and unusual to me because it was a different experience than your average website.
0: Uh, Right. Yeah. Usually most websites and most books are based on this idea that there is one expert who is who is this terrific expert and is talking to you about this thing. Yeah. And And that's and that's where it starts and stops. You know, no one's arguing with them particularly.
1: Uh, Right. There might be some form of comment. Uh, uh, ability on a site where people can contribute to the discussion but in general the content of the site itself is created by a person or an organization but no one else right it's not like you know Bob can just log in and put in Bob's section and then Joe over here logs in and puts in Joe's section right it's uh, Bob and Joe can't do anything because they can just go and view the site. Well, the wiki was based on a completely different idea, and it was designed by a guy named Ward Cunningham.
0: And this first one was for software developers.
1: Yeah, yeah. He was. Uh, he, he worked for a software consulting company uh, that he was a partner in. It was Cunningham and Cunningham, uh, also known as C2.com. And he was developing this, uh, this platform for Portland Pattern Repository, and he called it WikiWikiWeb.
0: Uh, right, based on the Hawaiian word wiki or wiki-wiki, which means... Um,
1: quick. Quick. Yeah, there's uh, the wiki-wiki shuttle in Honolulu, which is a ho- uh, an airport shuttle. Oh. I've been on the shuttle, and I remember my wife being really amused every time she saw the wiki-wiki shuttle. She just loved wiki-wiki. <laughs> uh, obviously, I've married the right woman. So... Uh, so Ward Cunningham comes up with this idea for the wiki and essentially what a wiki is, is it's a website that has collaborative editing tools built into the site itself. So you, you navigate to the site through a browser. Right. And within the browser you can make changes to the site. Uh, collaboratively. So y- depending upon the level of, of administrative power you have, you can, uh, you can edit things, you can add things, you can delete things. And it's since it's all within the web browser, you're using a basic markup language or maybe some sort of rich text editor. And it let people collaborate on projects, even if they had different machines, right? So if Lauren's using a Mac and I'm using a PC, not only do we hate each other, but often we can't work on the same thing because our platforms are so different. Right. But this is web-based. So all we have to do is use whichever browser... Whichever web browser get, we both can use. And then we navigate there and we can make these changes and build our collaborative I hate you website together. And other people can join in and explain why they hate everybody too. And... I don't know why I'm so negative today, but apparently that's how <laughs> this is going to work. So Cunningham develops this wiki technology, which is what makes Wikipedia possible. But we're not at Wikipedia yet now.
0: Right. Because, yeah. Well, or go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say in
1: 1999, that's when we start talking about... Jimmy Wales, who is kind of the the face of Wikipedia,
0: oh, right, right, yeah. I was I was going to say that at the same time around 1994 was uh, when Jimmy Wales had dropped out of college. Uh, he he had started um started a couple months or uh, for a finance PhD from Indiana University, mm-hmm. and wound up instead of doing that, uh, going to Chicago to be a, a futures and options trader. And supposedly, much like uh, Elon Musk, who we have previously profiled, Jimmy Wales noticed that, you know, Netscape went public. And and what quadrupled in value yeah. overnight?
1: Netscape did well.
0: Yes, <laughs> they did good. Yeah, um, and and took note of that and said, "Hey, this internet thing that I've been kind of playing around with for a few years, I think that this could be a thing."
1: Yeah, this this might go places. Uh, and of course, remember, this is all before the the dot com bubble burst too. So of course, uh, back then it was all opportunity and wild west, and no one was really sure
0: and bright shining dreams. Yeah,
1: and- it was uh, it was interesting. Uh, you know the. The roads weren't paved with gold, but they were paved with stock options. Uh, Jimmy Wales has this thought uh, while he's working for a uh, – uh, well, he he uh, he's part owner of a company called Bomas.com. Uh,
0: which is uh, a search engine.
1: Yeah, and he owned that with uh, two other joint owners, Tim Shell and Michael Davis. Well, in 99, he comes up with his version, his idea – for a free collaborative encyclopedia, and he, he taps a guy named Larry Sanger to be the project lead for this new encyclopedia. Now, he knew Sanger from mailing lists, cause this isn't that long after the fact that people were just using things like Usenet and mailing lists instead of the web. And, uh, and so he, he got in touch with Sanger and, and, convinced Sanger to head up a project, uh, this this collaborative encyclopedia, which at that point did not have a name.
0: Uh, right, right. Yeah. And, you know, they've been thinking, uh, I've read, about open source software and and how open source culture could also be a thing. Yeah. And, and, and a beautiful thing.
1: And so... And, yeah, and that was kind of, when you look back at uh, Tim Berners-Lee, who's the guy who essentially created what we know of as the web... Uh, that was sort of his approach too. He thought that open was the right way to go. Mm-hmm. That the open collaborative way would mean that the internet becomes the world's tool, not any one uh, company or government's tool. Sure. And so, uh, this was sort of the idea of, of let's make an encyclopedia that follows those same kind of philosophies. Yeah, yeah. And so, uh, so, Wales and Sanger and a few others start to form a project that they call Newpedia, N-U-P-E-D-I-A.
0: And this was a peer-reviewed encyclopedia that they were going to put online. And, you know, because they wanted that, they wanted that expert opinion. To come right. in, and they wanted everything to be as as factual and uh, reliable as possible.
1: Exactly. And in fact, Sanger, that was he was passionate about this. He said that you know you could create an online encyclopedia where everyone just contributes, but if you want it to be a reliable resource, you need that peer review step in there. So, and it, and it
0: turned out, it turned out to be extremely slow to to a get people to submit anything at all because it was it was intimidating, and, yeah. and b to to you know find the correct expert to.
1: To look it over. And also, yeah, the, the the review process was, as Sanger would describe later, laborious. Huh. Um, so 2000 is when Newpedia starts, and it starts in the middle of 2000 or so. And uh, they, they had an advisory board, a, a sort of a peer review board, made up of PhD volunteers. So these are people who are not even being paid. They're volunteering their expertise to review papers to make sure that they are, uh, they're ready for publication. So this is like if you were to submit a paper to an academic journal. Right. Or a scientific journal. You know, uh-huh. it's something that it's not just automatically going to get published. It has to be reviewed and pass review. There might be a, a, a lengthy revision process before it will ever be published. Mm-hmm. So there were seven steps. In this review process for Newpedia,
0: uh-huh. and, and they did—they did think that that it would work. I, I read somewhere that that Wales really thought that you know it had been in conversations with people on the internet and had realized that if it's something that they feel passionate about, that they're usually really willing to engage in that conversation and to help.
1: Yeah. So the idea was that you know you get people who are really smart. A lot of really smart people enjoy spreading knowledge not that
0: we would know anything about wanting to show off knowledge yeah
1: I mean I'm not really smart but I still like to do it Uh so I mean that's why I play trivia is really just to show off how smart I am but I know that compared to these people I was and still am stupid but anyway so or at least okay uh, you know stupid
0: smart in a different way anyway thank
1: you (laughs) everyone's special and nobody is um so yeah, the seven-step process to publish to, to review before you would publish an article. Uh it turned out that this was a bit of a bottleneck. Um, and the very first Newpedia article that was ever published was written by Christoph Hust and it was about atonality. And it was published in the summer of 2000. So it was early 2000 when they started working on Newpedia. Uh, at that time, the entire submission and review process was all through mailing lists. It was there wasn't a web-based version yet. Right. And so uh, the first article publishes in the summer of 2000. It was either June or July, according to Sanger, who wrote about this. Uh, I found it on Slashdot. He wrote. A two part piece that was essentially about the whole beginning of Wikipedia, which started with this newpedia thing. Well, in January 2001, Sanger and Wales meet up with a guy named Ben Kovitz at the infamous Taco Stand meeting.
0: Taco Stand meeting. Yeah. Yes.
1: They were in California and they were at a Taco Stand and they started talking. And uh, Kovitz told Wales and Sanger about Cunningham's WikiWiki web platform. And they thought about this as being uh, a tool that would allow for collaborative work and make it much easier to get articles. And and Sanger was still thinking about this peer review process. Oh,
0: right, right. Uh, But they were thinking that in order to get more submissions, in order to make it a little bit less intimidating for people to, you know, to, to submit an article to this crazy peer review thing.
1: Yeah, to say, like, don't worry so much about the quality, just submit stuff. Because it turned out that... Uh, you know, the, one of the things they were worried about was that they needed to have content. Uh-huh. And and part of the philosophy was that if we can fix content, if the content's not perfect, we can still edit it once we get it. But if we never get any content, right. there's no encyclopedia. Right,
0: because I think at the time they had, they had maybe 20 articles. I mean, something, you know, a, a very low number.
1: Yeah, it wasn't yeah, – it was – it was twenty-five articles by the winter of two thousand one. So summer two thousand, their first article publishes. More than a year later, they have twenty-five articles on Newpedia,
0: which is more articles than I write in a year. But I mean, it
1: was fewer than what I wrote in a year. <laughs> in a year, I would write around a hundred articles. So sure, sure. It's 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 kind of you know. But that's that shows you there was this bottleneck process, and and you know you find out that a volunteer might love their field of expertise, but they're still a volunteer. So they're still still limited by the fact that they have to do other things, most of Mm -hmm. them, unless they're independently wealthy. They have other responsibilities they have to attend to. Uh, But while they were thinking about this, they decided to launch a uh, a wiki for Newpedia. And they launched that wiki on January 10th, 2001. So Newpedia is still a thing, but they launch a wiki for it uh, with the idea of making it this faster way to contribute articles. Mm-hmm.
0: And I, I think it actually goes live on January 15th, if any of you know about Wikipedia Day and are going like, that wasn't on the 10th. That's- well,
1: that's the, here's why. Mm-hmm. The wiki goes live on the 10th. Mm-hmm. The advisory board says, I don't want anything to do with that. Like essentially what happened was the peer review board looked at the wiki and said, look, we have these other backlog of articles that we're still reviewing. We cannot deal with this nonsense. So what happened was the newpedia wiki split from Newpedia and became its own thing and on January 15th it became Wikipedia. Wikipedia. So Wikipedia began as a branch of Newpedia where it was all going to be peer-reviewed but then became its own thing where the peer-review kind of went away. The idea was that the community would review and so it wouldn't be peer-reviewed in the sense of an official board of experts. It would be the community of Wikipedia collectively would be able to review and edit the content that right. was being uploaded.
0: And, and that, that kind of um, spread of the workload was really important because they had 150 entries by the end of February?
1: Yeah, it was... Uh, and it, it went really pretty crazy. The According to Sanger... He said, by the end of January 2001, there were 600 articles on Wikipedia.
0: Okay. well, So, so 25 so, so. to
1: 600. <laughs> but that's Sanger. This And that was from memory. Uh-huh. So you okay. got to keep in mind, this is Sanger writing in 2005 uh-huh. about what happened in 2001. Yes. So Sanger says that by the end of 2001, there were 600 articles. And by March, or by the end of January 2001, there were 600 articles. By March, 1300. By April, 2300. Oh and goodness. by May, 3900. So not only were more articles coming, online, but it the growth rate was increasing over mm-hmm. time, not exponentially, but pretty, pretty regularly. Sure. So it was very quickly becoming popular. And, uh, uh, in April, 2001, that's when Jimmy Wales decided to, uh, to, to post a thing where he defined that the Wikipedia voice was to be one of neutral point of view or NPOV. And, uh, Uh, Sanger actually objected to this as well. Not that he objected to the idea of neutrality. He thought that was important. He objected to the phrase point of view because he said that it still means that the article has a point of view and it shouldn't. Sanger, in some of his uh, points I was reading in this uh, stuff I saw on Slashdot, uh, I was thinking – this is getting to be a little, a little bit, bit about d- semantics.
0: Weird and pedantic. That, yeah. A yeah, little bit. Uh-huh.
1: Uh I, I respect a lot of what he was saying, but oh, I sure, think it's,
0: and I, I think that, that, you know, pedantic has a place yeah. on the internet. Absolutely. For, <laughs> well, but
1: <laughs> does whenever I'm in a comment. <laughs> it's my first weapon of choice. Um, anyway, uh, so by the winter of 2001, that's when only 25 articles had published on Newpedia and the approval process moved so slowly that even when the tools to review and approve articles moved from email to web-based clients, it just wasn't doing very well. Uh And because it was such a slow process... More and more of the people involved in it began to neglect it and drop off of it. And Wikipedia, by, at that same time, was getting more and more popular. It's so, off, yeah. yeah. So Sanger's uh, responsibilities were starting to shift more toward Wikipedia than Newpedia simply because that's where all the action was. So by 2001 and into 2002, Newpedia activity had slowed dramatically. And, uh, and also the, the bubble by then, the dot com bubble had burst, which really kind of wiped out a lot of the folks who were, uh, contributing in some sure. way. Uh, so that kind of also, uh, made the funding kind of dry up for Newpedia. Uh, Wikipedia, by the way, was existing at that time and still is to this day on donations. Right. Um, so the Newpedia was trying really hard to redefine the rules. That were needed to review submissions, so that they could streamline the process. But by that time, it was it was too little, too late. Sure. Uh, and and it gets really sad in another year, but <laughs> when I get there, I'll mention it. So um, even at this early stage of Wikipedia, Sanger was really saying, "Let's pay attention to what experts have to say. Let's give them special attention and respect, and make sure that their voices are." Uh, the ones we pay the most attention to, not that we won't accept submissions from the general public, but that we should pay more attention to things that are coming from people who are recognized from credible as credible sources. Yeah, because, mm-hmm. again, this is this is Sanger saying that in order to be a, a credible resource for people, you have to have some form of. Uh, review or, or you know, you have to have some way of of saying the information here is from
0: right, right. The same way that scientific journals won't just you know accept accept research that has not been checked over right. by a peer review system. Because at least it's, it's ideally,
1: anyway. Ideally,
0: right. right. Fingers if, crossed.
1: If you ever hear, in fact, this is just a little side note. Uh, this is important if you're reading something on Wikipedia and you look at the references. It's something that Lauren and I do a lot. Uh, It's important also to pay attention to what the references are because there are, quote-unquote, scientific papers out there that are actually blogs that aren't (laughs) scientific papers. Right, right. So then you will, quote-unquote, have a paper published in a scientific journal, but it's not a peer-reviewed scientific journal.
0: Correct, yeah.
1: I see this with a lot of free energy papers, where free yeah. energy is one of those things where, like, well, it was published in such and such. I'm like, yeah, I check that out. That's that guy's personal blog. He called it the Journal of Nuclear Physics, but it's just but it his was blog. A live journal. Yeah, 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 right. yeah. We, we, <laughs> yeah.
0: We we just did an episode about a, about nuclear power, not uh, fusion power. Yeah, and, yeah. There and was cold a, fusion and cold fusion, and there was a lot of that. Yeah, so that that's
1: that stuck in my head. Yes, exactly. If you do research on cold fusion, you'll find quote unquote papers but they are posted on online resources that turn out to be not an actual scientific journal. Right. Uh, that doesn't necessarily mean that the research is unreliable. It just means that you don't have that peer review to really be sure that right. it's past yeah. muster.
0: And and also, uh, before I was an editor here, I was actually an editor for a medical research journal um, about uh, uh, rheumatism. And so so I am intimately inc- acquainted with the peer review process.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, moving on, uh, talking about the difference between... Wikipedia and peer review, Sanger actually talked about how he had suggested a rule called ignore all rules. And in his uh, 2005 uh, uh, recounting of the beginning of Wikipedia, he said that uh, the Wikipedia community might be surprised to hear that he was the one who who suggested that. Because, you know, again, Sanger was the one who was all about peer review. Mm -hmm. And here he is saying ignore all rules. And his his philosophy was that Again, they wanted to get as much content on Wikipedia as possible. And if the rules intimidated someone so that they did not feel like they were uh, qualified or capable of posting, he wanted to take that barrier away. Right. Uh, but he thought of that as a temporary measure, something to to get Wikipedia going, to get the ball rolling. Mm-hmm. And, and that, maybe
0: not as something that would wind up being one of the continuing five pillars of right, Wikipedia not, today.
1: Not a, not a central uh, central tenant of the entire, uh, of the entire site. Concept, yeah. yeah. So ignore all rules. He, he, he kind of later on said that I, I kind of regret saying that now because he felt that that was one of the, the paths Downfalls that, yeah,
0: of, of, of his, yeah, there was a little bit of a falling out.
1: Yeah. No, there's, yeah. Sanger, Sanger definitely, uh, if you read his stuff, you see, and, I mean, this, there's there's a lot of rancor on both parts, right? Absolutely. Uh, Sanger has a lot to say about the direction that Wikipedia took, and uh, and it, it's pretty clear that he feels that it's not ideal. I mean, I, he doesn't outright come out and say that this is, uh, it's, it's useless or anything like that, but he has a lot of criticisms. Yes. Uh, meanwhile, the Wikipedia community, in turn, has a lot of criticisms that they direct to Sanger. And they, b- both sides have relevant points. So even though I'm talking a lot about Sanger, it's mainly because that's, that's the account I went with, uh, for the, the history. Early years. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's not that, it's not that I necessarily side 100% with Sanger. I'm not that far to that extreme. Uh, anyway, a lot of the, the, uh, policies of Wikipedia actually came out of the community. It became sort of communal decisions of how the site should work, which was kind of interesting because they had originally thought of it being sort of, again, an extension of Newpedia, but this became more of the open communal approach to the internet, which again is more of the Tim Berners-Lee approach, Sure. which makes it a lot harder to direct. You know, you can't, you know, when you've got a, a group of 50 people who have all decided they want to go left, it's really hard to make them go right. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're one guy.
0: Yeah, yeah. And you know, and there's, there's voting systems in place. There's, you know, even back in those days, there were a lot of, uh, a lot of ways for people to communicate with each other these ideas that they had for the community.
1: But- yeah. Uh, they, they had decided that, uh, that Wikipedia content would always remain free for others to read and edit. Uh, meaning that there would never be a point where there'd be a paywall or subscription for Wikipedia. And, uh, They also, you know, were putting in those policies that allowed people to publish rough drafts or rough ideas that could be polished over time, either by themselves or by other people. And then Google started to uh, include Wikipedia in its search results for different topics, which meant that there was suddenly a huge rush of new people. Yeah. And and. Sanger noticed like as more people were coming to visit Wikipedia more of them were getting involved as editors and contributors so that meant that even that as the Wikipedia traffic was increasing so was the content you were suddenly seeing even faster growth as far as how much information was being contained within Wikipedia um, in the summer of uh, uh, well, one of the, before I get to the summer of 2001, one thing Sanger did note was that even in those early days, that he was starting to notice that people who were difficult and who were persistent, uh, were sometimes irritating very valuable members of the Wikipedia community, and the valuable members were like, I don't need this.
0: I'd, never mind. I'm a volunteer. Yeah. yeah.
1: See ya. And they just left. And then uh, so that meant that you started to have more of the persistent, difficult type and fewer of the valuable expert types. Uh, and Sanger saw that as another kind of downfall of Wikipedia. And there there was there wasn't really any way to counteract that uh, without. Essentially violating kind of those philosophies that Wikipedia was founded upon.
0: Right, and you know, you know one of those philosophies is definitely that, that editors and contributors should be polite to each other.
1: Which happens sometimes, but,
0: but yeah, exactly. You know, it, it's human error. It's, yeah, uh, I mean,
1: the the vast majority. Or I, anyway. I think I think the vast majority of people who are regular contributors to Wikipedia are, uh, in general, very courteous. Yes, but. All it takes are a few trolls to really stir things up, and uh, and trolls who are particularly effective can cause huge amounts of frustration in a community. Um, and in fact, that's that's why they do it. <laughs> you know, it's right. <laughs> so with a little effort, they make a big impact. And uh, boy. We did a whole episode on how trolls work. It was a great one. You guys should go back and listen to that one. But in summer of 2001, someone ended up using the editing tools to vandalize the front page of Wikipedia because that was one of the ones you could edit back in those days. And uh, and so they vandalized it, and then someone tried to archive the vandalized page. So Sanger went in and deleted the archive. So then they kind of reposted the archive somewhere else, and Sanger went in and deleted that. And this became a big... Kerfuffle between Sanger and the community. The community, not the entire community, but there were sections of the community that said, "You are overstepping your bounds."
0: Right. This is not yours to do this with. You are
1: abusing is power. power.
0: Powers. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah.
1: The fact that you have the ability to do that doesn't mean that you are. Should. Or, yeah. That you should do that. Yeah. Like you, you are capable of doing that, but you should not do it. And uh, and Sanger. Was like this is kind of silly. The whole point of this is that we don't want the vandalized version of Wikipedia to be a representation of Wikipedia. We don't want that to come up in search because it hurts the community. I I don't see where the problem is. And others were saying, no no no, that's beside the point. It doesn't matter what the content is. It's the matter the matter is that you've right. deleted if, it. You've if, overstepped. If you, start,
0: and, if you start deleting, then where does it end? Right.
1: You've bypassed yeah. the whole process, and by bypassing it, you've rendered the process meaningless. And it it went from kerfuffle to uh, shenanigans huh. well in uh in 2002 february 2002 sanger is laid off of wikipedia at that point uh the dot com bubble bursting had really started to take its effect Newpedia essentially was was petering out at that point and uh and at first, Sanger was, had his, had his, uh, salary reduced a couple times, I think. And then he was laid off. He continued to work in a volunteer capacity for a little while. Also in February 2002, the Spanish language version of Wikipedia forked off of the main version and became, uh, Encyclopedia Libre. And the reason for the split was that the, the people working on the Spanish side were worried that there was going to be problems with censorship.
0: Oh, wow. Things
1: like Uh Sanger deleting stuff. Yeah. And also there was worry that uh, Wikipedia would soon start to institute advertising on its site to monetize Wikipedia. And that, there was a worry there that by monetizing Wikipedia, you would compromise the site's integrity. Sure. Which is something that Sanger was saying didn't exist because of the lack of peer review. So it's kind of this interesting, like, you're, you're, you're going to ruin the integrity of the site. And Sanger's like, what integrity? (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, so, that was an interesting discussion and in august of 2002 jimmy wales said that wikipedia would never run ads on its site and in fact that's also when wikipedia.com became wikipedia.org .org. as sort of a, an a, a, an example of this is this is who we are yes. we are not we're not a we are we're not, not a company yeah. we're an organization uh, in december of that year in 2002 They launched Wiktionary, which is kind of funny because there was a whole page on Wikipedia about how Wikipedia is not a dictionary. dictionary. So they did Wiktionary. Now, Lauren, let me ask you this. Do you think – now, I I can understand the value of an open source, crowdsourced encyclopedia. Sure. Because there are huge disciplines of knowledge out there. There are people who are experts in it. There are people who have experience with it. There are researchers who really know what they're doing when they're looking into that sort of stuff. And the more minds you bring into an encyclopedia, the better chance you have of getting a, a fuller picture of whatever it is, right? Do you see the same thing being valuable in a dictionary?
0: Well, okay. The, the the thing about dictionaries, I think, now that you ask me, is that um you know there there are these really terrific, very thorough sources like the Oxford English. Um, yeah. it's probably the pinnacle of English dictionaries if if I'm allowed to make that kind of qualitative statement right now.
1: I'm American heritage myself, but you know, well I, support, I didn't I know su- that about you, Jonathan. I support my I support my country. <laughs> Why do you hate America, Lauren? Why do you hate America?
0: Oh, well because okay, so so you well, know there are these large resource dictionaries that have a, a terrific wealth of historical information behind them. Um, however, they are a little bit slow on the uptake
1: of new words. I see so you would see the value of Wiktionary being something that could incorporate words that are entering the lexicon uh, that would maybe take, Five to ten years to start at, at the at the fastest speed possible. Five to ten years to be incorporated into a dictionary, uh, or, a classic dictionary. Oh,
0: right, and also you know to to do it in a way that is that is you know a not branded because um, because as, as as much as I as much as I do love very specific dictionaries, they're they're brands, they're companies, they're they're out there to make a profit. Um, at the end of the day, and so so having a, a open source one is a really terrific idea, and having one that's a, perhaps better policed than, for example, Urban Dictionary, <laughs> I think I think is right, a good a good thing to do.
1: Okay, although to be fair, it's still community policed.
0: <laughs> well, it is, but just, I, I would say that the quality of policing on okay, <laughs> Wiktionary versus Urban Dictionary is um.
1: That's fair. That's fair i i can I can agree to that because I don't know of any policing that happens on urban. Dictionary. I don't think
0: that that's a thing no. uh,
1: so June two thousand and three Wales announces the Wikimedia Foundation, which is a non nonprofit that administrates Wikipedia and in September two thousand and three, Newpedia's servers crash, and it never comes back,
0: yeah, it just shuts down like, well, it you know the the
1: computer failed, so we're just gonna believe it.
0: I don't think it ever really got more than those twenty twenty five
1: articles I yeah. think that was I think that was about it kind of the peak, yeah. Know. Wow. Yeah. So Newpedia was a failed experiment. Wikipedia, the, what was originally going to just be a little offshoot of Newpedia was already a rousing success.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There, there were many other uh, non-English sites that were, that were launching around that time. I think that not all of them had officially split off yet. Um, but there were, there were at least 17 different languages being worked on within Wikipedia.
1: Well, we've got a lot more to talk about with Wikipedia, but before we do, let's take a quick break to thank our sponsor. All right, now back to Wikipedia. Okay, so we just talked about 2003. Do you have anything between 2003 and 2005? Because otherwise, I'm just going to skip right on ahead.
0: Um, I believe that in 2004, Wikia was founded, um, oh, which right, is right. which is the for-profit uh, kind of branch of Wikipedia that um, that maintains a whole bunch of of entertainment mostly related wikis. Um, I think I think that the uh, the Wikipedia is among
1: them, stuff like that. Oh, know? okay. And, and you know, those are the wikis that I've recently become more and more familiar with because, you know, pretty much any kind of uh, entertainment thing out there has its own wiki. Mm-hmm. To the point where I'm like, I can't believe this has a wiki. I can't believe tech stuff doesn't. Anyway, but but, but, but hint, yeah, so, hint, hint.
0: so so yeah, so and these these are ad supported. Um, however, they're still community run, and uh, you know.
1: Yeah. Right. Right. So so similar, uh, but again, th- following more along the wiki lines of, uh, of philosophy rather than the Wikipedia one. Because again, the, one of the things Sanger also said in his in his talks or in his uh, writings was that, um, you know, he he saw that the wiki philosophy was kind of counter to that of an encyclopedia. Like the two did not did not mesh. move. know, yeah, they didn't mesh in a very. Very seamless way, and that uh, that that was a concern to him, but that he felt that because Wikipedia was specifically supposed to be an encyclopedia, it helped guide the policies uh, for better or for worse, so it's the the community on Wikipedia is not exactly the same as what you would find on your average wiki right. because the the process is slightly different because it has a very specific purpose to be an encyclopedia. Well, uh, in 2005, Wired published a report that said that that Jimmy Wales had done something that is generally frowned upon within the Wikipedia community.
0: And that is to edit your own page.
1: 18 times, apparently.
0: Hmm. And supposedly the edits that were made um, were removing things like, uh, uh, like Sanger's. Involvement in the early uh, genesis of Wikipedia. Yeah,
1: it, essentially there was a there was a charge that Wales had removed a sentence that had referred to Sanger as a co-founder of right. Wikipedia, um, and then there were other things as well that that Wales said was ju- it was just an attempt to remove some inaccuracies. It wasn't. He wasn't trying to he hide He wasn't whitewashing something.
0: anything or cleaning it out. Yeah, but, th- yeah, According
1: to what he was saying, anyway. Mm-hmm. He but then, still
0: defends this, by the way.
1: Right. In general, that, that's considered uh, bad form on Wikipedia. It's right. not It's not explicitly against the rules, but yeah. you're not...
0: You're generally, I mean, you're, you're generally, if, if you find an inaccuracy about something that concerns you um, due to, and, and they, they, they have an acronym for it and all, um, uh, it is the conflict of interest. Okay. Bit of it. That, um, that, yeah, that you're supposed to submit it to an editor who can then make a non conflict of interest judgment call about whether or not the edit needs to be made.
1: That's interesting. That particular sequence is going to play an important part toward the end of this timeline conversation. <laughs> Definitely. Because it turns out some people have taken advantage of that uh, particular approach, uh, to the point where they have been able to insert misleading information or at least leaving out important truths. Uh, in the process of, quote unquote, correcting or uh, right. adding to an article.
0: But we'll get to that in a moment.
1: Yeah. So Wales ends up getting some heat for this, uh, uh, even though to this day he says that you know, it, wasn't, it was not a big deal. It's not that he, mm-hmm. he's not, he doesn't even say he didn't do anything wrong. He's like, I don't understand what the big deal is here. Right, right. I was fixing errors. Yeah,
0: He's he's like, yeah, I did it. There was nothing wrong with what I did. Yeah. So calm down.
1: But then you know, other people would say, well, if you had just gone through the regular channels, then it would have been a non-story. Sure. Yeah. Uh, May of 2005 was when we had uh, a, an anonymous user who was later identified, but I'm not going to say the name here, but he, he posted comments in an article about Dollar, John Sagan Dollar, saying that he was a suspect in the assassinations of both John and Robert Kennedy. Uh, Siegenthaler is a journalist and was a friend to Robert Kennedy, actually one of his palm oh, bearers. Oh wow. Oh yeah. my goodness. So Siegenthaler said that this amounted to internet character assassination. Uh, the, the comments were a hoax. It was supposed to be a joke, although I don't know who would find this particularly funny. Pretty, pretty funny joke, yeah. yeah. But the hoax, uh, it was made in May, but it wasn't discovered until September of 2005. And then the mainstream media caught hold of the story and began to cover it. And this ended up being a big black eye on wikipedia it, because everyone ran with the story saying how can you trust a resource that anyone can go into and change
0: and vandalize or, or create a hoax like this right. Create a
1: joke yeah insert completely false information or delete something so that whatever is left is not an accurate portrayal of the actual subject uh, uh, quid
0: pro quo, uh, the entire site is useless. Yeah. It's, yeah, you know, what sensationalist <laughs> yeah. media was kind of saying
1: Right, about. right. It definitely escalated to from, hey, sometimes you can't trust what's on Wikipedia to Wikipedia is bad because people are evil yes. and they will mislead you. Mm-hmm. Uh And and by the way, I don't really think either extreme is healthy. Uh While I often will dismiss Wikipedia in any sort of academic approach, I am not one to say that it's... All and if it's all bad, bad all the time. Yeah, there's sure. some things about Wikipedia that I find genuinely amusing, and there's some things I find genuinely helpful, but uh but yeah, I would never go so far on either side. No, me, um, me neither. Yeah, it's good to know. So April two thousand six, we have another scandal. A guy uh from Glasgow, uh whose name I will not be able to say, Alan McIlraith. Mick- McIlraith. It's got to be McIlraith. I don't right? have
0: it in front of me. That sounds, it's, that sounds it's perfect. Gotta it's got
1: to be McIlraith. I'm sure. M C I'm sure. M-C-I-L-W-R-A-I-T-H. Uh So he created a Wikipedia entry about himself that betrayed him as a decorated army officer, something that he was not. Ah. And uh, again, the mainstream media picked up on this and said, like, here's a guy who is promoting himself uh created a false identity for himself and uh and this shows that you can't trust what's on wikipedia.
0: Yeah, uh, meanwhile all this bad press was not particularly affecting uh the growth of wikipedia by uh by mid 2006 i think that they had 5 million articles published.
1: Yeah, yeah so. this is they went from uh they had 1 million in english but Probably five million, I think, total. Total. Yeah. So. Oh,
0: right. Right. There's yeah. a little bit of debate about. That
1: well, number. yeah, because I got confused. I saw at one yeah. point, like in 2004, they hit one million articles, and then I read later, I'm like in 2006, they hit one million articles, I'm like again. Again. And then I realized, oh wait, the first one, 2004, was one million articles total across all languages. 2006 was one million in English. Right. But it was the the growth was incredible, uh, and in 2007 we have another scandal. This is when it was discovered that a Wikipedia editor who was using a handle called SJ, E-S-S-J-A-Y, was discovered to have also created a false identity. In this case, SJ had been uh, posing as someone who held a Ph.D. Uh, in uh, uh, in theology, I assume, because he was saying that he was a tenured professor uh, with an expertise in canon law. And in reality, he was a 24 year old guy who had been to several colleges in Kentucky. Did not Not, hold a-
0: Less of an expert, perhaps. Yeah.
1: But Objectively speaking, he was saying that he had created this identity in order to give himself a buffer so that people who disagreed with him would not be able to attack him personally. So in other words, he was just creating a handle, it's just a little bit more uh more involved than just a handle. But here's the problem. He was also using his fake credentials to back up his arguments whenever he was making edits.
0: Oh, like, yeah. That's that, that. That's going beyond. That's, yeah. yeah.
1: He's saying, like, because of my expertise in this field, I know that this particular thing should be worded this way rather than that way. And he didn't hold those credentials. So the New Yorker writes about Wikipedia and they write about S J. before finding out that S J. is not who he claims to be. Then the information breaks that S J. is actually someone else, and the New Yorker ends up writing a pretty strongly worded response to that, and again, mainstream media blows up. And online, it blows up. The community begins to sift through all the edits that SJ made on Wikipedia, uh, particularly in the places where he was using his false credentials to bolster his arguments. Because Now the community has the responsibility to fix this, or if if it in fact needs to be fixed, they have to address it so that they can again show that Wikipedia is something you can rely upon, at least, or that it's at least useful, right? And not just it
0: shouldn't just be raised to the ground.
1: Yeah, it's not just a database of information you cannot really be sure is accurate or not. Uh, It was you know it was fighting a powerful perception problem, right? Right, right.
0: Uh, that was also, did, did you, uh, that was also the year 2007 that Virgil Grith- Griffith released Wikiscanner. Um, oh, I don't know about this one. Okay, so, so, so Wikiscanner, um was this, you know, terrific little program that he wrote that, uh, whenever an unregistered anonymous user edits a Wikipedia entry, the site logs the user's IP address. Ah. Oh. And, and this can come in terrifically handy because, you know, it, it's not, not all the problems are with people pretending to be who they aren't when an anonymous user can log in and, and talk about anything that they want to. You know, for the kind of things that were coming out of this Wikiscanner business were facts like people from Apple IP addresses had been editing Microsoft pages on Wikipedia and vice
1: versa. Right. Which um, is another reason why we find Wikipedia it's it's one of those reasons why it's hard to trust stuff because sometimes people with an agenda will go in and adjust a uh, an entry either to make one party and it look better than it than it would otherwise have looked or look worse depending upon the person's agenda.
0: Uh, sure, yeah, yeah. Um, a member, you know, and an Democratic Party members' IP address was traced to edits about Rush Limbaugh that were extremely unflattering.
1: Yeah, this is this has happened. Any election year, this stuff runs rampant. Oh, sure. To the point where sometimes Wikipedia will lock down a particular page about a subject in order to avoid the crazy number of edits that different sides of a debate will, will put onto a page in order to support their side. I mean, th- think about it. This is kind of crazy, right? It's like, if I, if I have a disagreement with Lauren about a particular subject, and then I go to Wikipedia and edit a page so it supports my argument, and then I cite Wikipedia as a support for my argument, that's... It's pretty insidious. That, that's dirty pool, yeah. is what that is. Yeah.
0: And, and, and I don't want to say that all anonymous Wikipedia editors are, are bad or doing nefarious things. Oh, not at all. Um, for, not for, at all. For example, a couple of the other things came out of this is that they found out that a um, someone from the CIA contributed a really long entry about lightsaber combat. Um some someone from DARPA had written fairly extensively about Shia LaBouffe. I mean, you know, it's it's just stuff, you know, it's not always bad. Right,
1: yeah. And, but and, and we don't mean to suggest that it's always bad or that this happens all the time. It's the fact that it happens. That's the problem. And and you don't you know, Unless you are actually uh, adept at looking at the edits page and understanding what that means, you may not be aware of something that's going on that's not quite right. And so uh, while while the odds of that actually happening on any given page on any given day may be low, because you're talking about lots and lots of people using this resource and lots of opportunities to fiddle with it, it does happen. That's, that's why you're like, you know, the odds are with you that you're going to be fine whenever you use Wikipedia, Sure, but, but, but yeah, there's still but a there, chance. There
0: are like 85,000 regular contributors and 77,000 regular editors on Wikipedia as of 2013. Right. So,
1: and after that whole, uh, that whole problem with, uh, Siegenthaler, where the, 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 the quote unquote, the joke about him being an, uh, a suspect in the assassination of the Kennedys, uh, Wales had instituted a new policy saying that unregistered users can no longer post new articles at all Oh wow! Uh, because that was yeah. – he wanted to head off that problem. And then by registering, he hoped that that would uh, create more accountability. Now, of course, the SJ issue showed that there were other problems. And Wales came down pretty hard on that too once all the facts came out. Uh, in 2009, the arbitration committee had to restrict access to its site from the Church of Scientology IP addresses. Right, and also banned several anti Scientologist editors because the two sides were both manipulating the same articles to either post Scientology in a positive or a negative light. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, avoiding well, that was avoiding
0: probably that around when that, that was around when uh, uh, Anonymous, I believe, was really yes. involved in in their crash yeah. campaign. So, so that,
1: the 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 thing that was coming up into question was the neutral point of view here. And both sides were trying to use Wikipedia to bolster their own arguments, uh, and whether you side with one or the other, it was clear that both sides had agendas. And, uh, you know, some of those people may have been trying very hard to create an objective post, but there were a lot of people who really weren't. <laughs> and that's where the banning and the, uh, and the IP address blocking came in. And, uh, that same year, Wikipedia became licensed under Creative Commons.
0: Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, which, which basically just means that, uh, it's, it's licensed under their, um, share and share alike.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so in other words, you don't have to worry about, uh, getting chased down by lawyers when you're reusing this material and another, and you cannot like a person who contributes to wikipedia cannot claim that work to be their own at all they have they have essentially signed off
0: right right you know it, it's the the content um is still technically owned by the contributors but it is freely reproducible and
1: distributable yeah and when anyone can go in and edit it actually that was one of those things that people worried about early on in wikipedia they said wait a minute i'm an awesome writer I write awesome things. My awesome I deserve
0: credit for my awesome things.
1: Or or I even if I don't get credit, I certainly shouldn't be subjected to seeing other plebeians coming in and editing my awesome prose where I I wrote this amazing uh piece on Optimus Prime and his importance to western culture and some idiot came in and said that he turned into this model of of a of a semi truck when clearly it was this other model of yeah that's that, that was like an actual argument that happened on Wikipedia early, 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 early wow. on. Uh, but people have to let go because that's kind of the way Wikipedia works. Yeah. And as a writer, I can completely understand with the people who get really antsy about that. Um, although I would often turn my writing assignments into Chris and then never see them again until they were published on the page. And I was all right with it.
0: Uh, <laughs> you, you learned to let go here at How Stuff works. I learned
1: to let go. And I learned that this way I don't have to look at those red marks all over my paper because Chris just... Fixed it himself. Still
0: takes care of it. It was
1: awesome. It made me feel like I was a better writer than I actually was. Uh, in 2012, do you have anything between nine I, and twelve? I don't actually. Okay, good. Yeah. We're going to wrap up the timeline pretty soon. The 2012, the big story I have was, of course, that Wikipedia took place in the blackout day on January 18th
0: uh, of a uh, Sopa and Pipa. yes. Yeah.
1: Pippa. Pippa, Pippa, sorry, it's fine. Let's do that. You haven't you haven't been through the whole uh, ordeal of talking about SOPA and Pippa. I called it Pippa for about three weeks until everyone else in technology just consistently called it Pippa, and I said, "All right, fine. Okay. I, I, I've been wrong this whole time." Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, SOPA and Pippa, those were, of course, the online piracy acts that were in consideration in, in Congress in the United States. And several sites ended up doing blackouts to protest this proposed legislation, uh, to bring more attention to it and say these, the way these, these laws or these, these potential laws are worded, they could seriously harm the operation of the internet and, and cause trouble to lots of people and lots of organizations, and they should not be turned into law. Uh, and then in 2013... Oh, but, but before
0: before we leave 2012, oh, really quick, right, sure. important cultural note, that is the year that Encyclopedia Britannica ceased publishing on paper, after 244 years of doing so.
1: You know, it's also kind of interesting. There was a... I remember... And I didn't write this down in my, my research, because it didn't actually... It didn't occur to me while I was researching it. But I remember specifically there was a time... When Wikipedia was starting to consider looking for experts to send in articles, mm-hmm. just like the old Newpedia days, right. they were they were actually thinking about going to experts to get expert subject matter experts to write information for Wikipedia. At the same time, Britannica was looking at the possibility of crowdsourcing articles. So it looked like for a moment that these two models were about to flip flop. Uh-huh. Uh, that didn't actually happen that way, but I remember hearing about that or my brain just invented it one of the two
0: <laughs> also interesting cultural point um in between 2008 and 2012 this kind of dead space that that we have created for ourselves in our timeline yeah. here um the Wikimedia Foundation total assets went from 5.6 million to about 49.3 million
1: yeah and again it's existing on donations on
0: donations only and and so and that's that's Fabulous for the concept of shared knowledge, I think. Right, that's... and also really interesting to see what kind of—I mean—to know exactly what they mean when they when they uh, have those giant banners every year to beg for money.
1: Right. Yeah. When you see Jimmy Wells' face on there, mm-hmm. saying on every know, page, yeah. yeah, give money so that this can continue to exist.
0: I mean, and and, and not that you shouldn't donate. I, I just you know, I, I just think that it's it's an interestingly, it, it's a really cool number.
1: Yeah, and I think it's 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 cool that they took that approach. I mean, it definitely gives them the benefit of saying, look, we're not beholden to any organization or company. We yeah, are accepting we donations. We are truly
0: crowd, crowdsourced. And this, yeah.
1: this is really meant to be uh, a tool to enrich the the human race, really. It's it's meant to really make things uh, better for everybody. And it's not meant to be the platform for one company to say, hey, buy our stuff instead of that other guy's stuff. Right. Well, in 2013, speaking about companies... So that's this year. Uh earlier this year a story broke uh that British Petroleum or BP, I should say BP. BP
0: is their better noun. the better known. The
1: the Brits hate it when I say British Petroleum because they said, look, you, don't bring us into it's this. It's not our fault. The story was that BP had edited its own Wikipedia page, uh maybe rewriting up to forty four percent of the content in order to make the environmental impact. Uh, of, the, of the oil spill. Yeah, the, the deep the water Gulf. horizon mm-hmm. in the Gulf to make that seem uh, less bad, maybe? It's kind of hard to word this uh, properly, but essentially that they had sort of whitewashed the uh, the disaster and the follow-up to it. Uh, and here, here I'm quoting this directly from CNET, which reported on this. BP is not directly editing its page, but instead has apparently inserted a BP representative into the editing community who provides Wikipedia editors with text. The text is then copied as is onto the page by Wikipedia editors, while readers are none the wiser that sections pretending to be unbiased information are, in fact, vetted by higher-ups at BP before hitting the page." BP's image cleanup cleverly skirts Wikipedia's editorial rules, wherein Wikipedia editors are using text that BP posts on Wikipedia itself as the source, although the text is not published on BP's website. This way, the significant involvement of BP in its own entry is completely hidden from Wikipedia readers, while Wikipedia editors, as usual, argue and attack each other over editorial policy, while BP's favorable PR editing continues.
0: Right. And uh all right. So so there there's really one person who is submitting these changes. Uh someone by the name of Arturo Silver, uh Silva, pardon me. Um he was from the corporate communications department in Houston. And um and he was actually going through the correct channels to submit these changes. He he suggested the changes to editors. Uh he identified himself as a BP employee to those editors.
1: So essentially what was happening was that he was playing by the rules. Uh it was, it was it technically
0: was, in good faith, aside from the part that that you know it was still
1: whitewashing, whitewashing the whole the, the whole situation, issue, right. right? So so these are like when we were talking about earlier about how you know Jimmy Wales had edited his own uh, his own uh, article and that he should have gone through the proper channels. These are those channels that we were talking about. Right. This is what the BP person was doing, but it was still putting in possibly, you know, you might say well, biased information is clearly, Certainly. I mean, clearly yeah, yeah. biased. It's yeah. from the company that the page is about. Mm-hmm. So you can't, you know, there's no way it could be unbiased. If I write my own Wikipedia page, that's going to be biased. Even if I think I'm being objective, I'm still going to talk about how freaking awesome I am, <laughs> you know? So- right,
0: right. But, you know, I, I don't know. Like, like at that point, I would personally, and this is speaking as an editor, so I might be a little bit, uh, uppity about it. I, I would blame the editors at that yeah, point sure. because, because if they're not, if they're not going like, yeah, well, this is maybe not the right source to trust this information from, um, and this is going beyond a a factual, a clearly factual change. They're
1: not showing good editorial judgment. Correct. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And uh, and so, you know, Jimmy Wales actually came down again and said that that while BP is saying essentially that they totally play by the rules, he said that's not what the rules are there to protect. Right. The rules are there to protect against the kind of stuff that this this company is pulling. It's just this company is pulling the tricks within the context of the rules, which either means that the rules themselves are faulty, or the people who are uh, who are in charge, like the editors, like you were saying, Lauren, are faulty. At any rate, this is something that, if I, you know, I don't want to put words into Wales's mouth, but I, I assume from what he has said, he would not want this to have happened. Right. Um, so, anyway, all of that being said, there's an awful lot of information on Wikipedia, and a lot of that. Over 24 million articles in 285 languages. In fact, and that, there's stuff on there that's incredibly useful. Uh, I mean, I, I use Wikipedia casually all oh, the all time. all the time, every all the probably time. probably every day. It is incredibly useful, um, but because of what we've talked about, that's why a lot of teachers and and uh, publications like How Stuff Works say you cannot use Wikipedia as a source, and it's. Because of the reasons we've listed, it's not that it's a bad thing. I actually think that Wikipedia is an amazing idea, it and is. It's, it's it's actually phenomenal to me that it's worked as well as it has.
0: Right, right. You know, considering that that certain certain portions of the internet can definitely be a wretched hive of scum and villainy. Right. And if, you, uh, if
1: you look at YouTube comments, and then you think, this is the same this is the same world that we live in. Where we can go to Wikipedia and read an article about something, you know, something really technically advanced, and get a really good understanding of it, uh, and it's this is a collaborative effort on the part of possibly hundreds of people. Sure. And then you go to YouTube and you read the comments and you think, how is this the same world? How? What happened? Uh, so uh, you know, it's amazing, but. There are also some things that you can poke some fun at. Like uh there was a I wish I could remember what which webcomic this was and, and listeners if you happen to know what I'm referring to if you've been reading webcomics forever and this strikes a chord let me know. But I remember reading a webcomic ages ago where there was a whole series about Wikipedia. Uh-huh. And one of the things they pointed out very snarkily was if you were to uh assume that the uh the, the the entries that have the most words are the most important to the human race. Then Optimus Prime would be way more important than Abraham Lincoln.
0: I, f- I feel like that was Penny Arcade. Somebody, somebody, please, please write in and tell me that I I'm can wrong. tell
1: you it was not Penny no? Arcade. Well, so? I mean, Penny okay. Arcade very well may have made that same joke. Okay. But I don't read Penny, Ar- Penny Arcade. Oh. So I know it wasn't Penny Arcade.
0: All right. Well, that's fair. <laughs> I,
1: I, I, I'm not. I'm not criticizing Penny. Look, I don't read any web comics anymore. I just All don't right. have the time. Sure. But I used to read a lot of them. I
0: recall, I recall seeing that that as well. At any rate, who, whoever created it, somebody somebody write it and tell us because yeah. this is going to bug, bug yeah, me. I'll, all day.
1: Otherwise, I, I used to. You know what's worse? I used to have these pinned up in my cubicle. They're not up there anymore. But I used to. Yeah, I can't even remember. But I used to have them. There's a whole bunch of them. Um, but anyway, Why that, not? That's one of those anyway, things. That's yeah. one of those things that you could joke about. Is that that seemingly. Irrelevant things would get a huge amount of attention because they were they were interesting that, you know, especially stuff in geek culture that people are really, really passionately uh, 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 interested in, like, you know. Uh, Which, again, shows you why there are these wikis now that exist all around these properties.
0: Right, right. And that's a perfect uh, format for that kind of level of minutiae, of of interstory detail.
1: I mean, it's ridiculous when I can look up a comic book character and see every single iteration of that comic book character, and then I look up... And uh, someone who was fundamentally important in some huge moment in history, and they have a fraction right. of that. Not, not that you not that you couldn't cover the important contributions of that person in that amount of space. You might be able to, but it just gives you this weird feeling. Like if of, I were to put of, these like, in scales, yeah. why is this one so heavy? <laughs> But anyway.
0: But yeah, and you know, Wikipedia is as as of January 2013 the fifth most popular website in the world behind only Google, Yahoo, Microsoft and Facebook. Yeah. And in fact ahead of uh, Amazon, Apple and eBay. So I
1: Yeah, yeah I mean they're doing and and again, there's a lot of valuable stuff on there. So, I know that we definitely kind of criticized Wikipedia quite a bit in this this podcast. But keep in mind we're talking about specifically in the use for things like academic papers like academic
0: research and, and and I and I do want to say what we do what Jonathan and I both do I think is um we'll did we say this already we 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 go to Wikipedia and we go straight to the resource section yeah you look at
1: the references and you take a references. look take a look and see like cuz there you can learn more about you know go to the 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 places where the the people who have written the article on Wikipedia where they got their information from cuz i mean that also Allows you to remove the interpreter as right. well, right? Because anytime you're reading an article on Wikipedia, you're reading an interpretation of someone else's stuff. Because, you know, that's another thing we didn't mention. On Wikipedia, you do not publish primary information. You don't publish information for the first right. time it on is, it Wikipedia. It's
0: specifically against the rules.
1: Yeah, you have to, you have to, if you're going to present a fact that someone could look up and verify or reject, you have to be able to cite it. And you cannot just do primary uh, publication right there you know I can't be like this is this is original research that right. I'm publishing you can't do that um, and so it's in theory, everything that's a verifiable fact within a Wikipedia entry should be referenced somehow. Sure. This can also get kind of ridiculous when you start reading things that are, you know, demonstrably true and everyone knows it. And then at the very end of the sentence, you see, cite.
0: Yeah, like, like need citation, yeah. guys. And like, it's like, seriously? Oh, no, the the sun, the sun exists. I yeah. know yeah. that. We don't need a citation. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah.
1: yeah. And sometimes I wonder if that's just trolling as well. Sometimes I'm sure editor it is. Yeah, yeah. Editor trolling. Editor um, trolling, where it's like, could you can you provide me with a site citation to prove that this thing that everyone knows is actually a thing? But anyway, so that's our discussion about Wikipedia. Uh if you guys have suggestions for topics we should cover in future episodes of Tech Stuff, I highly recommend you get in touch with us and let us know. You can send us an email, our address is Techstuff at discovery dot com. Or come visit us on Facebook or Twitter because we're so lonely. Our handle at both those locations is techstuffhsw, and Lauren and I will talk to you again really soon.
0: For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit howstuffworks.com.